I thought that was going to be a longer shout. That was so short. You're like, and then you just stopped. <laughs> I didn't know where it was going to go either. Um, by the way, my name is uh, V, V Chatty. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm good. My name is Jay Jones. This is Frown Town. Sweet. This is Frown Town. Oh my god, we're so professional. Uh we're so we're professional. We're so good at this. Uh, oh my so god. Good. Actually, you know, this is um this is episode I think 40. I think I might be four thirty nine or forty. I just realized this is I, amazing. Well, I didn't plan. Uh, it's it's actually you didn't 39. plan to mention that it's, it's thirty nine. That's why I didn't plan to mention it. I have planned right. to mention it next episode, but this is episode thirty nine. Though uh, technically, it's like we're past forty because it's not including. It's not including all the like what what can you do uh, the silly. Oh billies. yeah, remember when we used to do that? <laughs> well, I mean, we still do, but just not as much. I feel like we've ran out of stuff to do. <laughs> I feel like well, I feel like once we discovered that all silly billies are wicked Williams. Yeah, well, the silly billies. I feel like we, we're going to get back to that. Those we're going to run into some more of those. I feel we are going to run into some more of those. Um, but they all just got really sad. <laughs> yeah, and then like um, the what can you do's were all just kind of like it, it's it stopped short of just. It's like we gotta burn this shit down. It was always like <laughs> the energy was always like, well, I mean, you can write letters, you can call people, or you can burn this shit to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and after a while, like, I mean, how many times can we exhort people to burn stuff to the exactly. ground? Exactly. Um, they riot the capital and try to usurp <laughs> democracy. Oh God, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. That happened. They got away with it. Speaking of burning shit down, oh, I saw something. Oh, I saw something yesterday, Jay, that made me want to burn down a lot of stuff. Oh, uh, okay. What did you see? So I was, uh, you know, scrolling as we all do <laughs> mindlessly Doom now, scrolling. and I get it. Uh, something jumped out at me, and it was this article. And I remember uh, last week how we talked about like. You know, the idea that, like, uh, they make sex trafficking and human trafficking, like, they make it sound like they're saving people, but right. they're really hurting more people, right? right. So they're, they're I Superman. Think I... They're coming in. They're, they're yeah. catching women as they fall into the depths of despair. And they're, <laughs> they're plucking them away from the dirty denizens, right? That's Exactly. That's yeah. So uh, this article jumped out at me. Uh Okay. So Last they, night. They saved some women in this article, I assume. I'm, I'm excited because it sounds like this yeah. is going to be like they really did save a lot of women here, it sounds like. So the title of this article is Eight Women Rescued. Oh, shit. They saved. They rest. They rescued and... eight women. Rescue. See, this is what happens yeah. when you work hard to rescue women. What? Wait. Yeah. So they rescued eight women. That's that's fantastic. You yeah. Said, and, so the uh, is there more? The title is uh, Eight Women Rescued and Okay Arrested. What <laughs> in Central Ohio Human Trafficking Single Day Sting? I'm sorry. I thought you were gonna say they rescued and comforted. I thought comforted was coming next. You no. said arrested. They arrested them. No. Yeah, they arrested them. Uh, <laughs> they arrested all the women. So that's like if. Uh, so if Superman swooped down and caught the woman and then brought her back up and then flew her to a jail and was like, now you And I want to be clear, these were, did. these were women. Yeah. These were adult women. They, okay. Now, you know, the article... Well, they would have to be adult women because they arrested them. <laughs> I don't think you yeah. could arrest children. Uh, actually, you can. <laughs> um, oh, fucking A. Actually, you don't can. Stop. There's You're making a... me sad. I, I don't. You there's actually a... Um, next to tell um, me children can get cancer. I don't want to... There's a Seattle-based movie, and I can't remember the name of it, but there's a movie that this filmmaker shot, and it's about uh, human trafficking in, uh, in Seattle. And there's a shot that this filmmaker got where they're putting handcuffs on a 15-year-old. Wait, uh, black or white? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. 15-year-old black kid is, is an adult. 15-year-old white kid is a child. <laughs> <laughs> but they are putting handcuffs on a 15-year-old uh, in an effort to, uh, and I'm doing air quotes here, save her. So this is what the Ohio Attorney General, Dave Yost, or Yost. Probably Yost. It's, it's Dave Yost, the Yost with the most. <laughs> He says, arresting the people who are victims of human trafficking sounds harsh. Uh, yeah, you think? <laughs> no, it doesn't sound harsh. It Dave, is harsh. It is harsh. He's saying sounds. Dave, like, well, just... and really, you're still going, you're the fucking attorney general and you're Dave? 
Well, I mean, was David better? Yes, I would be David. David Yost. I'm going to say this one thing, and I need you to understand. Don't trust guys named Dave. No, I'm going to say this one thing, and I need you to understand that this is not sure. coming from me. But sure. I am willing to bet that at one point during his political campaign, he probably did go by David Yost, but the name sounded too, and I am not saying this as a thing that I mean, but the name sounded too Jewish. And so he went by Dave. I guarantee you that shit happened. I would put oh. money on that, that he's a politician. Is Yost a Jewish name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, and again, he, and I'm not saying. By the way, not. I need to say this because I'm. I, right. I'm not against Jewish people. I am just willing to bet. <laughs> I am willing to bet money that that conversation has happened for him. Okay. Am I saying that that is right? No, it is wrong. I think David Yost is a fine name. Kind of like how you go by Jay. Right, instead of my actual name, which I'm not dropping yeah. my government on the podcast. Don't drop. Don't Ha-ha. drop it. Don't drop it. You don't I'm, have to drop I'm it. Too, I'm too smooth for that. You thought so, I was, uh, you thought I wasn't, but I'm I I'm 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 too high to say that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> So Dave says uh, that, you know, though arresting these women sounds harsh, uh, but the complicated reality is that this often is the best way that law enforcement can help. Okay. Uh, the bonds, and this, this part gets me. This part just sends me into the sky. Uh, the bonds of human trafficking are often chemical chains of addiction and a hopelessness that there is no other way. This gives the survivors a chance to reset with the services that are available. Now, I don't know if you know this, but most of the services that they have available for human trafficking victims, uh, a lot of them involve going to a, a, a program. And you have to, if you choose to, if you say, no, I'm, I don't want to go to this program. I don't need your help to get out of this business because I'm doing it as an adult and consensually. Uh, and I, I, you know, would like to please go back and do my job. Um, if you say that and, and say, I don't want to go to this program, then they press charges on you. And if you do go to the program, a lot of times there are these programs all over the country where they put women, they're run by churches and they have them like, they're like, oh, we're going to have you make crafts for art therapy. And then we're going to take those crafts and we're going to sell them to make more money, not for you you women uh but for us for our program because we're helping you i don't know if that sounds a little bit like something uh that we outlawed a long time ago uh slavery so basically they're taking women the headline for this was they arrested eight women like that's the headline yeah the headline is we arrested eight women and we put them in a prison complex system that's designed to basically make us money uh, up top to us. And they called it rescue because ultimately at the end of the day, uh, no one ever steps oh, up and says Jay, it's not a remember, rescue. Re- remember how you said they don't arrest children? Uh, well, his very next quote is, we look at this as an opportunity to help women and sometimes children oh, fuck escape me. <laughs> prostitution and the inherent dangers that come with their exploitation. Now notice how he went from saying human trafficking to prostitution which you can't it's not possible to be a child prostitute i just want to be clear the same way that child porn is not something that exists because being a child you cannot consent to create doing that yeah, work create porn so, or being a prostitute. you know correct you're not a sex worker um you're, you're not being exploited you're you're yeah um you're a victim, truly and you know so like this is literally they are saying yeah sometimes you know we do arrest the kids and uh we're doing it to help them um so these are the agencies providing assistance and resources to these uh women so these are the these are the people providing services so uh the attorney general's ohio ohio attorney general's ohio organized crime investigations commission the bureau of criminal investigation the bureau of ohio human trafficking task force which is just a bunch of cops the new albany Police Department, the Dublin Police Department, Columbus Division of Police, Franklin County Sheriff's Office, Homeland Security Investigations, Salvation Army, and Southeast Healthcare's Hope Task Force. There isn't a single shelter. Uh huh. Or you notice there's no um. There's a there. The only thing that isn't like <laughs> there's not a, there's not a single social worker. There's not there's not a shelter. There's no t- there's social a- workers. There's no actual like anti-trafficking organizations. It's just oh, there's a task force. There's a healthcare task force. Do they get their healthcare before or after they're uh, put in jail? Also, uh, uh, Dave. Do they get healthcare if they can't give you any other assets to put in jail? Like, if you can't capture anyone else, does it mean that they're now worthless to you and you're not going to help them? Like, do they have to provide uh, information to you for you? 
you to consider them being worth giving service or help to. Like all of this is spirit. Right. Well, that's what they say in this in this article is that, you know, the help that the Ohio Attorney General, Dave, wants to uh, give them is to help them put their traffickers behind bars. Yeah. So conservatives are pieces of shit. I, I so they're like, like listen, all... we're helping them by going and arresting more people. Boo. I, all of that's just so that's garbage um it's just full garbage i think the thing that's the most upsetting about uh is that is like honestly i've been thinking about this a lot it's it's really frustrating for me uh that there's a a whole subsection of the country that truly believes that that's the way to help people well and there are literally sex workers who work for themselves and you know what's interesting too is they arrested all of these women but where if they arrested eight women in one day where is this pimp i bet you we will never see this person arrested probably not unless they arrest one of the workers partners who happens to you know i believe the the term that they use is um living off the avails What's living off the avails? Uh, living off the avails of prostitution is a charge that you can get if you are the partner of a sex worker and they buy you literally anything. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, like, basically it's like uh, an accomplice. No, it actually is, Is uh, these days, the way that that works is you're actually considered more of a trafficker. Okay. Because you're 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 benefiting from this person's quote-unquote exploitation. Yeah, be- oh, I forgot because of the whole 2018. Okay, I don't want to rehash this. I it, but yeah, yeah. because because yeah. of uh, just for people who may not have heard that, there's an episode where we do talk about the fact that in 2018, the United Nations decided that uh, if anyone is involved in sex work of any kind, it can't possibly be uh, consensual. It has to be them being exploited, which makes all sex work sex trafficking. And because they took that extremely radical stance, the rest of the world took that stance towards uh, sex, like sex work. Uh-huh. Well, especially America, because here, you know. Money, great. Sex, sex, amazing. Put those two things together. Uh, uh, uh. They're bad. They cancel two positives equal negative. I don't know if you knew that. That's not true. I would positive (laughs) peanut butter and chocolate, sir. Those are amazing separately and they're amazing together. I am trying to say like, look, like, look, America, let us get some peanut butter in our chocolate. That's all I'm saying. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be fine. Oh, trust me. There's already peanut butter in the chocolate. It's just that all of those people are terrified of being arrested. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Uh. so that's fun. I don't know. Uh, I, I, w- I will say this because I've been watching a lot of uh, a lot of Game of Thrones because I've been doing a binge rewatch. <laughs> I'm bored. I've run out of shit to watch and I'm just going back. And the thing that's interesting is that like in a fantasy world, I noticed that like it's like sex work is always just available. And it's like, even in your fantasies, you're like, oh, this would be cool if we could have this right. And it's like, yeah, no, it's totally cool. chill. No, you know, it, this it bugs me because people you'll see people be like, oh, I'm dressing as an old timey prostitute. And they're like wearing like a frilly thing. And that's cool. Those women were badass. But uh, I have never seen anyone dress as an old timey prostitute. <laughs> oh, Oh, there was a Maybe whole there the was wrong. a whole collective there's a whole collective of 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 shitty writers out of New York City that have a uh, an event called the Poetry Brothel and they all dress like old-timey sex workers and they call themselves uh whores poetry whores and they suck you uh, really need to live in better places <laughs> 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 I don't know where you've been living, but the places you live terrify me. Every time I hear a story <laughs> from them, I'm like, why would anyone do any of this? <laughs> Maybe, I'm sorry, I'm joking. Yeah, no, but it's, uh, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people so who stupid. love, like, it, who love to take on the trappings of the sex worker while simultaneously not listening to the very many, very real, very endangered sex workers who kept hitting them up and being like, yo, hey, if you're going to use this, these words, you need to actually do something for sex workers yeah at least like uh, or hire us benefits, you know proceeds. that's what they were like hire us and then one of them got hired and was like that was the worst gig i've ever had in my entire life and they treated me like garbage yeah because, so because uh, they, they don't view sex workers as people yeah yeah they uh they're pretty terrible so yeah. uh well Nothing. you know you know what's not terrible is 
segue, uh, we've got a new mayoral candidate who's uh, who's running. There is. So uh, just for context, just so people know, we're talking about for Seattle because uh, I actually don't live in Seattle, but the Seattle mayoral That's right. the sale mayoral race is. When I say we, I mean. The people of Seattle, we <laughs> have a new... Yeah, we, uh, not the collective we, mind you, the exclusive we, unless you're living in Seattle. Um, <laughs> it's a very uh, exclusive club. If you're living in Seattle, we have a new mayor. The rest of you motherfuckers, <laughs> no one cares about you. No. <laughs> yeah, you got to no, deal with it uh, on your own. No, I think it's dope. Uh, one thing I, I did say about the mayoral uh, candidacy, I got mayor candidates in Seattle are always mad diverse, but somehow the mayor is never is right <laughs> it's always just like mad diversity look at all the colors of the rainbow but we're still gonna pick oh white. my god we were and we were so close we were so close to getting nikita oliver <coughs> and me. then and then it was like nope actually no here's here's somehow the worst lesbian <laughs> <laughs> uh just just the worst lesbian um so I'm really excited because uh, we've got somebody running who I actually know. Oh, super dope. Which is dope. Uh, you may remember a friend of the show. Uh, well, maybe foe of the show. I don't know. No, I'm going to say friend. <laughs> they, foe, friend. They, they like to... No, not on our end. I just... I, I'm always willing and open to accept hate from howie echo hawk <laughs> i mean like, it's may, it may be a kink of mine i don't I'll, know i'll say but... this i'll take any attention i can get so <laughs> if you want to hate me yes if you want to love me yes i want it <laughs> i i'm fueled i'm fueled by fueled attention by it. Uh, <laughs> literally just give me some attention <laughs> uh, another echo hawk there's a lot of really cool echo hawks the echo hawks they are all somehow like hot and cool and yes. like good at making incredible things happen within yeah. their communities constantly They're like just... we're hot we're cool the world would be better around us watch us make it happen yeah like just just like hey guess what uh we're awesome um so uh colleen echo hawk mm -hmm. who is also hot and also cool and also incredible uh is running for uh for mayor and that's Which uh is dope really amazing uh because first off uh if you are unfamiliar uh with colleen echo hawk you may have seen her in the news for other things uh she is the executive director of the chief seattle club which right. um the chief seattle club uh is their mission is to provide a sacred space to nurture affirm and renew the spirit of urban native people so they've done a lot of work especially during covid uh i don't know if you saw the news story from when covid first started and chief seattle club was like hey 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 can we get some masks from the government and the government sent them body bags uh, huh what? yeah so yeah they they sent them like, body bags hey we want to stay alive and they were like no <laughs> yeah uh, they, they they claimed it was a clerical also, wait, error real quick just quick yeah. question who was going to be left to actually zip up all the bags <laughs> just want to know just want to who it was, was one guy gonna have a mask they sent like b all body bags and one mask so it's just like one dude's got to be alive to zip up all these bags they sent one one full body hazmat suit and they were like <laughs> Is, all like, right draw share. straws <laughs> no, draw it's, straws it's, you remember kindergarten motherfuckers <laughs> like yeah you stretch so, that suit. two of you should so yeah so at least two uh, of you should be able to use that one suit and live <laughs> not only has colleen made stuff happen in her communities she's also made stuff happen despite the utter just garbage and bullshit that has been yeah. thrown at her um which is amazing uh it, it's it's hard enough to get shit done it's harder to get shit done when there are people actively <laughs> campaigning uh for your downfall so uh shout out to colleen uh we'll be mentioning colleen much much more yep also throughout uh, the podcast uh but we just link to so colleen has launched uh their uh well colleen has launched her her campaign um yes so there's, it's echo hawk for seattle we're gonna put a link in the notes uh and actually i'm gonna mark this one with an actual also how one. fucking cool would it be to have a mayor that's like mayor echo hawk like that's just cool Imagine that the just headlines. sounds cool mayor echo hawk tells biden to shove it it's like yeah <laughs> like <laughs> uh also i, I feel like there's something that i've always i always cut because uh on uh 
her plat on her page there's uh, her platform kind of her vision it outlines like more so you can learn about her uh i look forward to hearing her outline more about what she wants to do for seattle um and so like yeah uh, we're gonna put all everything in the link f- uh the, in the notes <laughs> um anything else you want to say uh v um i'm just uh excited very excited yep. uh also side note you can volunteer uh to be part of the campaign um on her site as well yeah and you know i'll i'll, I'll say this like this is all in Spanish. Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm just excited because you know it is not easy to get this stuff done. It is. Um, you know, native people have worked really hard to just survive. Um, in general, you know, since uh people came in and started murdering them. Yeah. Um. So you know, to see all of the things, and you know, over the years, just, 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 I've. It's hard for me to accurately say how much respect I have for Colleen because it's just I'm in awe uh, of of her and honestly the whole family. So <laughs> really stoked, really yeah. excited. You know, go follow uh, Colleen on Twitter, yep. please. We'll and make that easy for we'll you. We'll put a link to Colleen's Twitter in the, the notes. notes. Nice. Oh, man. Um, all right. So we are, but uh, yeah. we're crushing it. I need to make sure we say that first of all. Uh, really we're doing it. so good. Oh we're doing God. so good. Is this the episode where we just talk about how good we are? Is that what we're going to do? Yes, we have to give ourselves props. Uh, I was going you know? to ask you, because uh, we are crushing it. I mean, we're doing really yeah. well. So we mm-hmm. have like five minutes left uh, before we need to take a break. Yes. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take five minutes to just talk about how we've crushed it since 2021 has started. Because <laughs> we're really crushing it. So 2021 has started. I feel like we've we've yep. done some things we're crushing. And let's talk about how we're going to continue to crush it. Okay. Uh, so number one, I uh, finally called and am getting back into therapy. Crushing it. Crushing I love it. it. Thank you. Yes. This is fantastic. I haven't had a therapist in two months. <laughs> you, I think we all need to do more uh, getting therapy. I actually need to do that too. So like I'm going to- It is really hard. It is. Uh, it is not easy. It is not easy and it is not always cheap, but God damn it. I my biggest issue is and I mean let's let's just get vulnerable for a minute. I don't like talking to white people about my problems. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't I, blame you. It is really difficult to discuss uh, being black with someone who is not, and finding a black therapist is difficult. Fortunately, yeah. teletherapy exists, and you can find a black teletherapist. You know what? I was so mad at BetterHelp because they had all these they had all these things that were like, you can find a therapist that helps you. Are you a part of the LGBT community? You can find a therapist that understands your needs. And then like my first BetterHelp thing, I asked my therapist, I was like, are you gay? And they were like, uh, well, that's, that's not about me. And I'm like, you're not. This isn't going to work. The answer is either yes or it's not about me. That's the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, this isn't about me. This is about you. And it's like, I need someone who's going to understand what I've been through. Yeah, like, frankly, I can't, I can't have, I can't have a therapist who's going to be weird about uh, transition stuff because therapists can literally make or break your transition. I've They can, they can withhold shit from you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. They, like letters and, you know. Yeah. And then also, I don't want a therapist who's going to be, you know, shitty about, you know, my past being a fucking sex worker. Like, I don't want a therapist who's just going to be like, oh, oh, you're depressed? Well, that's probably because you sucked a dick for money once. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody wants that. Nobody wants to have that person around them. Uh, those people are terrible. Like, I, I feel like the difference is, like, so like, uh, so I've, I've had white therapists before and i think the 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 different i guess that maybe the problem is and i think with every therapist the problem sometimes is this but like trying to explain to someone like anxiety about being inside of a grocery store mm. because you're black and no one else is is it's difficult especially when like they're like well i've been white in a all black crowd i'm like but you're still a majority <laughs> oh my god no you're still a fucking majority even if no one's gonna call the cops on you no, 
the worst thing that might no, happen. No, that is, should start happening, though. That would be funny. That would not, because then they would just shoot all the black people and the white people would be like, I don't know what happened. It would just. Yeah, that's right. It just would be funny, though, just to. Like, yeah, like. <laughs> and I mean, like, trying to explain, like, that. like You don't actually have to call the cops. Just, like, pick up your cell phone and be like, uh, there's a white person here. I wish. I wish. Okay, I wish we had, uh, like, I wish we could have, like, the Crips and the Bloods, but, like, like it used to be. So, like, like it used <laughs> to be, no, the Crips and the Bloods started out as, like, neighborhoods enforcing and protecting themselves. So, it would yeah. be, like, young people from that neighborhood who lived in that neighborhood who would go around and if someone started, like, beating or hurting someone else who was vulnerable, they would beat them up and kick him out of the neighborhood. It, it was literally started as a way for black communities to police themselves. It got perverted horribly with uh, drugs, which, by the way, government introduced that shit. So, thank Thanks, government. The CIA. Yeah. Straight up and down. Introduce crack cocaine. Thank you, CIA. So thank you, CIA. But they admitted it. The introduction of that really just completely perverted the 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 means of it. But I wish there was still like we could like I wish they still existed as that form. We're like as black people, we don't have to call the cops. We just call the Bloods or the Crips, depending upon your neighborhood. I would love that if I could just have like like the Crips had their own like you know their Crip operators, their Crip responders. Crips just show up. And it's, I would love that. Like, just be like, yo, what's up? Like, hey, this nigga's bothering me. We got it. And the Crips handle it. And it's, I would, ah, oh, that's why, that's why I'm people sorry, join I'm, games. I'm just... I'm just imagining like a fully decked out blood and or crip in like in in one of those old timey like 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 I'll push you through like unplugging unplugging the plug and putting it in. I want that. I want I want some. Uh, I I want I want crips. I want to be able to call the crips and be like, yo, I I think I'm having a heart attack, and they're like, we'll be right on the way, and the crips show up like. They'd be weird about well, the Crips would be great. It would be great. I want that. I Wait, just... but if if they had if the Crips and the Bloods had an ambulance, would they only have like red or blue lights? Yes, of course. Like <laughs> the Crips is you have to stay within what you are. That's what I'm saying. I would be you see like if you see blue lights behind you and only blue lights, you're like, oh, thank God, it's the Crips. Like I'm sorry. Well, frankly, <laughs> I think that you're crushing it at creating this beautiful world where the Crips and the Bloods are you know yeah I, I want that I want a world where I can call the Crips to come help they're the help. operators it's just, and it's just people who I know it's just like Joe and, <laughs> and them from down the street who are like oh you called like yeah what's up Joe like uh, this dude robbed me which dude I don't know I gotta find him we'll get him and then after after two weeks they just throw some dude beat up on my st- steps with all my shit and like this dude <laughs> robbed you here's your shit yeah see my I just have a guy from Boston I know who owns a baseball bat <laughs> right That's and that's that's who you would call Like I'm just like yo Oh, Ed. <laughs> I need to go to the patent office because I'm going to patent and innovate <laughs> the Crip service. It's uh, all local, completely sourced from the neighborhood. <laughs> An emergency service for you. You won't defund the police, goddammit, then we'll fund the Crips. Uh, <laughs> we're at break, so we'll go to break and we'll be back. <laughs> all right. That's a great way. Oh my God, we're crushing it. We are really crushing it. That's a great way to go to break. Hey, V Chatty here. You might know me from seeing comedy in Seattle in the before times or from Frowntown, the podcast you're currently listening to. Are you tired of the same old Zoom hangouts? Do you like weird shit? Are you tired of dolls staring at you with their dead eyes and saying nothing? If you answered yes or no to any of these questions, join me, V Chatty, or more specifically, Declan the Doll, my doll perganger and host of America's Hottest Doll Bar, the first doll based Zoom venue in the world. Join us every Saturday night at 8 p.m. for open mics and showcases featuring comics, musicians, artists, and all sorts of weirdos. Being a performer or artist is not necessary to show up and enjoy. Our only ask is that you bring a doll. Don't have a doll? Sure you do. Draw a face on your finger. Put some googly eyes on a knife. Be creative. That's America's Hottest Doll Bar. Every Saturday at 8 p.m. Follow us on Instagram at America's Hottest Doll Bar for the Zoom link. See you there. We're back. Yes. We're back. I feel like I had something planned for this, and then I just failed at it miserably. Like, and I, I can't remember what the what the thing was I had. Just got a screech I, like a '80s rocker. We're back. We're back. 
I can't do that. I don't. <laughs> my vocal cords just quit halfway into that. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about some some dope stuff that's happening in the news. Oh, yeah, what's happening in the news? I don't look uh, at that ever. <laughs> what? I th- you're on Twitter like all the time. Like yeah, you can't. You're right. My favorite part about Twitter is it's like, did you want to skip the news? Because here is some, and it's always <laughs> the worst news. It's never like great shit happening. It's never did like, you want to read this article? It's never like World Health Organization declares pandemic over. It's always just like more people <laughs> died. It's like fuck you, Twitter. Oh my god! <laughs> just you just said that, and I immediately got teary-eyed thinking about how much I would like that to happen. Oh, how much all of us would love for it to happen. I'm pretty sure uh, uh, the world is sick of this pandemic, uh, pun somewhat intended. But... I'm so close. I'm so close to being fully vaccinated, and I'm much like yeah. your much like your puppy. Uh... Yeah, yeah. My puppy is also weeks away from being fully vaccinated. We're excited. I- I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh I'm gonna get a t- a t-shirt I'm gonna make myself a t-shirt that says vaccinated in mm. big black t-shirt with big white letters and then I'm gonna put a little I'm gonna sew a little plastic envelope on the shirt clear mm-hmm. plastic so I can slide my little vaccine card oh there you go in there right. and have like a little arrow pointing down but yeah check check it I, I so <laughs> so here's something that that happened in uh I want to say Seattle. So it may have been Snohomish County. Apparently, uh, a freezer broke down on Thursday night. So we're recording this on Friday. You're going to hear this on a Tuesday. So last week for you. But a freezer broke down overnight and tons of doses of vaccines uh, started to expire way above, well above the time they would have. And so no. they were like rushing. Like they were saying like over 5,000 doses that were supposed to go to firefighters and EMTs. And so they were rushing to try to get them vaccinated. And so, like, holy shit! Like, here's the thing about uh, I have don't they know. heard of a fucking generator? <laughs> like, like, yeah. no, seriously. There's the hospitals, hospitals, yeah. and and places like that. They have, it, it, they don't. They're not that here's, expensive. Here's the thing about storing. They're not that expensive. Vac- here's the thing about storing life-saving vaccines. Uh, oh <laughs> my god! Vaccines generate backup generators you should have a fridge with a backup generator and you want to like, know you know what's expensive. even worse though you know what's even worse is what's worse we actually lost um thousands and thousands of vaccine doses uh because the government partnered with cvs to have cvs go into nursing homes and have cvs employees go and vaccinate people instead of just sending the vaccines to the nursing homes and having the people who already work there and know their way around and know how the building works and know the patients do it and so thousands of vaccines expired because of bureaucratic uh ineptitude essentially so yeah you guys i'm feeling i'm feeling really lucky though because i know a lot of people who got their first dose and then they went to reschedule and they were like we don't have any more and they're like yep sorry uh we are out we got some good news and some bad news for you (laughs) good news is is that you're halfway vaccinated bad news (laughs) bad news is is that doesn't count for shit we don't have any more bye yeah and that's it i mean like i will say this uh at some point i'm pretty sure we're all gonna get vaccinated but this is a real shit show i mean you say that but there's a lot of people who are very against not having a vaccine well let me rephrase then at some point we'll be at a immune like a herd immunity right where we're not all like afraid to go outside i just the vaccine was like so i think the problem is that like a lot of us and i might be guilty of of doing have done this a bit had the thought process so like all right so vaccine gets here magic bullet we're back at it and i remember thinking even when like we're, they were talking about the vaccine i was like it's gonna take a while to distribute and roll it out yeah. and then also let's talk about costs because uh when it first starts out and they need people to take it to prove that it's gonna work they're gonna give it away for free of course or for lower prices i feel right. like once that shit becomes like oh this is gonna work then it's gonna be like well how are we gonna pay for this and it's a big deal if you don't have insurance right to be able to get like a vaccination that could very well make it easier and, and it's the ironic part is that for the most for most people who do not have insurance they work jobs where they are in the front lines uh-huh yeah it's really funny to me how like uh you know 
uh, essential workers, you know, grocery store workers are essential, but Hello they're essential. they're Which not getting they vaccinated. Be. Let's be real. The, like, okay, so really, really, if we're being real, I mean, I want these people to have jobs, so I'm not trying to take jobs from people. But if we're really, really being real, we really could have just paid the cashiers to stay home and just use the automatic checkouts. Yep. Restock the stores when people aren't in there. And if you need something, like there's one person maybe who's there in a hazmat suit who runs to the back and gets in. You just have to fucking wait. It's a pandemic, motherfucker. You'll be okay. And that's it. That's and like maybe there's like five people in hazmat suits like restocking bacon and shit that like goes out. But like I feel like the people in the back, like I feel like there should be PPE for them if they're going to come in at least because in most cases they don't have insurance. Like if yep. you're the dude who's stocking the eggs, not only do you have to work in a goddamn freezer which lowers your uh your temperature and your resistance to a disease, but you also fucking don't have insurance working in the goddamn freezer stocking eggs. So if I do get sick and potentially have a life-threatening disease, I can't even really go to the hospital without then having a life-threatening debt, which fuck you America. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ah. Okay. Um <laughs> sorry. I I can't I can't stick up, stay on that because it's gonna. I'm gonna get. Bogged, <laughs> I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get bogged down. I gotta move. I gotta move. Uh, let's talk about other stuff that happened in the news. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I am willing to bet that right now, uh, the term short sale on Google has been searched so much. Yep. Yep. Uh, because uh, uh, a group of of I want to air quote this because I'm being sarcastic. Heroic people have uh, decided <laughs> to sink their money into uh gamestop first yeah. of all in amc which okay uh, before i start this i need to say and this is the person i am i think you know this v uh i need to say this these things to absolve myself about of what i'm about to say i know that these are companies that have employees and that these are people who have to make money to survive yes right i get that i understand that like in gamestop i mean first of all if you still work at a gamestop god bless you <laughs> like <laughs> you, i i get it it is difficult to get a job and you got that GameStop 925 and you're like, let's hang on to it. And I understand that. But what I'm here to tell you is uh, GameStop is dying. And if you should know that if you work at GameStop, you know what a GameStop is, I assume, V. You- I do. Well, I, I, the thing is, is yes, GameStop and AMC are both dying companies, but AMC that's, shouldn't the, be dying. That's, that's the point. AMC shouldn't be dying. And, and yeah. it's, it's just tragic mismark- like mismanagement yeah. on their part that they're dying gamestop is dying because like uh like it's just it's it's like the same reason blockbuster died it's just the technology has passed us by none of us want to walk into a store and pre-pandemic none of us want to walk into a store to get a dvd to then take home to watch if we could just stay home and have it brought to our tv for us exactly lazy as fuck i mean like i'm not ashamed to say that i the minute i I started i started netflix when it was just a startup when like no one knew what the fuck it was you were just getting some random discs when they would say they sent you the dvds in the mail yeah rando red envelopes i started back then and i have been hooked ever since to the concept of i can watch shit without having to leave the house of course that's that's what cable is it's just now i can control what the fuck i watch of course i want that so like gamestop like i can now like like i have a computer that i'm taping this on for instance i have a shit ton of games on this that i just downloaded from steam i would never want to have to like walk into a place because i remember going i've been to video game stores before this is a tangent i'm sorry <laughs> I've been to video game stores before. I realized I hit a, a stride. Uh, I'm going to stop tangenting in a couple seconds. I've been to video game stores before. They fucking suck. I'm going to uh-huh. give you a quick story, V. Uh, I was they do to move suck. To Korea. They, they're the fucking worst. I was going to move to Korea. Uh, and I I, I was uh, I was trying to get rid of my, my Xbox 360. I have an ex- had an Xbox 360. This is 2012 for context. So at this point, like they were just about to go out of the style. I think the Xbox One had just begun to come out. So I had an Xbox 360, like 20 games, and like the full Guitar Hero like set. So I'm talking like two guitar and a drum kit sure and i was just i just wanted to get rid of it right so i just you know i can't take it with me uh, i wasn't dying but i couldn't go i was going to korea so same thing and <laughs> uh, <laughs> kidding korea was awesome um but like um so i took it to gamestop so i'm like you know this is a place a physical brick building that sells games in accoutrement i just wanted to use that word <laughs> and so they should take it i have accoutrement and games and a, and a, a console so when i took it to them they were like yeah we don't buy back 360s we have too many of them in stock there's we won't buy them back and that's the 100 percent the problem with the model of gamestop yeah they buy back things that no one wants no <laughs> one's buying no one was buying xbox 360 at that time everyone was buying xbox one xbox ones now so, i'll, like, they I'll end up say this a shit ton of xboxes part of part of the fact that these companies are dying is why they've been chosen um so yeah. short 
So people, so for people who don't know what short selling is, there's a lot of complicated things in it, but essentially, well, I got a full explanation. I'm oh, you did? Oh, I, of course. I I can both read and give it to you. Which oh do you want? Oh my god! I can I can read it to you, and it's long. Let's, or I can I can give you the short. Let's let's hear your your short, short explanation of the uh, short sale. See what I did there? So let's let's talk about short selling shortly. <laughs> I'm uh, drunk with power. Um, <laughs> That was worth the reaction I got from you. So thank you. I, <laughs> I did that just to see that face. Um, <laughs> okay, so here's how short selling works. GameStop is a dying business. Its stock is just crashing. So uh, V, let's say that you had 10 shares of GameStop. Yeah, <laughs> I would Foolishly, be... by the way. Foolishly, not now, but before. Yeah. <laughs> Foolishly, so you bought GameStop at $20 and it has just been going down. I come to you and I say, hey, can I borrow uh, your GameStop shares? And the concept is I'm going to take them out. I'll do what I want with them. You're not really using the shares. You're, you know, you're either yourself or more likely you're being represented by a lot of people who uh, that who actually do this. Uh, it's people who are being represented by a company that goes out and buys stock for them, like Acorn. Sure. Uh, there's one other one that does that. And I can't remember what it is, but essentially you just tell them the type of stocks you want and they go out and handle it. Uh, so they may have some of these stocks on hand and they themselves may be holding them, hoping that either they get better. Uh, they may be holding them for uh, a trust of people. They may be holding it for, you know, for whatever reason and they let you borrow and it's called a security let you borrow the stock and what you can do is you can go out and you can sell that stock the only thing is is that you still owe them that stock so if you have 10 shares of GameStop uh, stock and I come to you and I say V let me borrow 10 shares of GameStop st- GameStop stock that's hard to say let me borrow <laughs> 10 shares of GameStop I'm not going to say stock I made that executive decision we're talking about money here I'm making money decisions so I'm like V let me <laughs> let me borrow 10 shares of GameStop and you're like cool I want it back in two years i'm like awesome that's in fact not even two years v i'll get it back to you in a year and you're like all right great so you give it to me I, it's mine as long as I give that back to you it's, it's we're fine I go out and I say hey I got 10 shares of GameStop right now is it $20 I sell it at $20 I made 20 bucks off of this what happens though is that the shares then drop and as they drop let's say they go from 20 to like $3 right. and then I go back out and I buy 3 shares at $3 or excuse me 10 shares at $3 so I got basically $200 worth of shares I sold them because I sold them at $20 a share and then I bought them back at like yeah you see the difference right no, i'm sorry right. 2000 i bought them back at 300 so i made a cool 17 so it's a, yeah it's essentially what i've been uh, let, uh what i understand is that it is the opposite of investing in something you're betting that something will fail right and so that it, there's and so there's short-term bets and there's short-term sales ah, sorry short-term investments and long-term investments short-term investments are typically played like this uh because it's an advanced technique to take advantage of the failure of businesses um it really is only in play to make people money yeah there there is not a there's not a reason to do this except to try to like you know make money off of what is essentially like it's like like a vulture like it's gambling it's gambling it's not even gambling though because like gamestop is oh god it is it is though it's so the stock market is just legal gambling it is it is but here's what here's what i'll say is that gambling involves there's some risk with with gamestop and with the way the market works the risk is so low it's not even a gamble it is Ooh. a motherfucking sure thing it's vultures picking the carcass vultures don't gamble when they go in for a carcass maybe a lion like comes back and wants a little bit more meat and they get got but most likely the lions stay away but suddenly with GameStop and AMC uh, it wasn't the lions I guess in this case it was like Redditors uh, so there's a Reddit called Wall Street Bets yes. and they uh, urged everyone who subscribes to that Reddit to urge everyone which is which is go. literally like 100,000 people or something yeah thousand people uh, it's a huge reach and that's not including also like just the people who just read the reddit that's subscribers they right. urge anyone who saw it i think they probably it probably ranged somewhere around the millions in engagements and like actual like views but they encourage everyone to go out and buy uh shares of gamestop and amc uh-huh. so here's what happens when you buy shares of stock like it's more valuable it's, right because like, people I'm, want it right people want it i mean that's simple supply and demand so when they went out and bought those shares that people were shorting instead of it going down so they could make money it went up and it kept going up and at first you think all right well it's fine all we got to do is just like hold out and wait for it to stop going up because people will stop buying it as it keeps going up Mm. but there was enough power behind it and enough people buying it that they were able to keep driving the price up and then eventually one of the hedge funds got to a point where it was like
like they had so many shares of GameStop that they were losing at a net of 13.1 billion and a hedge fund which is essentially <laughs> yeah essentially a hedge fund all they do is it's a company that uh, essentially just makes investments typically for people but it's usually just for rich people like using rich people's money to get more wealth right they went 13.1 billion in the hole and had to declare bankruptcy <laughs> and, and what ended up happening is that when you know when this happened redditors realized the power of of being together and so they also began targeting other hedge funds that were holding amc stock so amc stock has risen i looked at gamestop shares today you can no longer buy gamestop through uh robin hood uh, robin and stuff hood, like that a bunch of and that's a whole another side which thing. is also because, fucked up they're like okay so so rich people can do this but uh, uh, if people who aren't rich do it, then you're going to uh, well, put okay, a stop so, to it. But here's the thing. Um, nine people made like, you know, close to a billion dollars off of this. Uh-huh. No one else is going to really make any legitimate money off of this. And the, and it's just still kind of funneling wealth, V. Yeah. You're not supposed to, like, you're not supposed to win at capitalism. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's a, it's an easier but lesson, I But I want to win. I want a million is, dollars. I think this is easier to understand when you're like black or brown in America than when you're <laughs> white. Because when you're white, you have so many advantages. You think, oh, I can totally win. And so many of the millionaires are white but the truth of the matter is is that when you were born your life was set uh, if your family was not wealthy upon your entering this world the chances of you becoming wealthy became almost astronomically insurmountable mm -hmm. you're not gonna win at capitalism very few I people have to win say at capitalism it's pretty sweet being white i'm <laughs> i don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> it's pretty sweet being black i guess uh yeah i mean it's, it's it's it has its points i feel like it's probably really cool to be white sometimes but then it's sometimes it's not like when we start talking about like all the fucking terrible history you're like uh it sucks to be white but then you're like oh man i need to get a bank loan and it, it's awesome <laughs> to be white. so i think it just varies like, i you're mean black, i don't know like i think the very least that white people can do is be at least ashamed of the things that we've done i mean some white people are not they're just like yeah we were fucking dope throughout history what are you talking about we won every war like yep. is that not what you're supposed to do we're and, the I mean, greatest like, <laughs> we're conquerors i mean I, i've had a white person tell me i should be thankful that i'm here in america instead of in africa because slavery was terrible and i was like it, no because slavery brought me here i should be thankful for oh it. my god like, like the thing that people really like, somebody said that out of their mouth yeah. to your face yeah straight to my face was which this was, here or in alabama uh this was in alabama of course it was in alabama um, i mean you know but you know yeah people in seattle they, they don't say that though they think it though <laughs> uh, i've had wilder things said to me in seattle uh <laughs> But like the the crazy part about that that that's that's the thing that's being missed is that uh, if slavery didn't exist, let's say that that we removed all like literally all of the colonization of Africa and all of the stripping of Africa of yep. all of the riches and wealth that was there, I would much rather prefer to be there. That's where all, all the stuff the is. That's, well, all the stuff is here now because you took it, yeah. including me. But if all the stuff went back, I would want to go back with all the stuff you took. Yeah, all the so, diamonds. Like, of course, I want to be there. And the metals and the actual Wakanda, except we never got a chance to hide that shit yeah um anyway uh so here's the thing i do want to say about the gamestop thing because that's what we're actually talking about <laughs> walking back to the GameStop. there's always uh, so a place for wakanda <laughs> we always get to, it all rolls in in wakanda no <laughs> <laughs> The GameStop thing, the thing that's interesting to me about this is, uh, like, I get that you're, like, that is it's exciting because hedge funds traditionally are just wealthy people, a way for wealthy people to get wealthier. And taking one down feels like a, a huge deal. And it is. I think it's cool that we're kind of seeing the power of multiple people kind of coming together to make something happen economically. The thing I would argue, though, is that we already know that that exists as a power because fucking corporations do that already. Yeah. That's what a corporation is, is a group of people doing things to accomplish a goal. Generally to richer themselves so it's weird to me that we're like look what we can do when we're together and it's like you idiots we've been doing this together it's just that right <laughs> now under the system we're in our entire goal of working together is just to make each other well really to make some people rich right because ultimately for a corporation we make the person who founded the corporation well rich. and and i have to say this because i recently um a friend of mine was was speaking about uh they were like oh i'm i'm gonna pay uh yeah i'm really excited because i'm gonna pay 150 dollars to be part of this uh, Discord server and they're going to tell me how to like get rich off of crypto and I'm like <laughs> and then when, it, when, when your friend gets into the server it's just going to be alright so here's what you do you start a Discord server and <laughs> 
I was like, tell people. I was like, bro, just buy the Bitcoin. Just buy the Bitcoin. <laughs> this is how you get rich off of it. You start a Bitcoin. I mean, I'll server. say this as somebody <laughs> as somebody who received no unemployment. Um, I did receive uh some help from you know friends have sent me money periodically throughout the last year which is cool i've made a little money on comedy and i made you know i got like i don't know i got my rent paid from a gofundme nice nice <laughs> uh nice. one month for one month wow. well i mean rent in seattle so that's a shit ton of money it's a lot of money <laughs> um so that that did happen but uh there were some months this through 2020 where i did manage to pay my rent using uh bitcoin because the price has been going so crazy um and i'm currently still making a little bit of cash on the sign because i uh no longer have a job <laughs> yeah which you know what i feel like uh it's just you have one less revenue stream. I think that's the way we need to think of it. Because in all truth... You're right. And you're I, right. I do I have other wait, revenue wait, I streams. To, I don't mean to turn this into a money... Wait, let me put my glasses on if we're going <laughs> to... All right. So I don't mean to turn this into a money podcast. But actually, like, I just... No one can see this for the podcast, but I really did put my glasses on. Uh, but no, when you think of revenue streams, I think sometimes when we think of... And the problem is that when we have jobs, we only have one quote-unquote revenue stream we only have one way to make money and uh you should always be trying to look for other ways and this is not me trying to be like a hustle so i'm not into like uh hustle I really life fucking hate, i really fucking hate uh like uh <laughs> L- like llc twitter who's just like everything's a business they gave you six hundred dollars you should have started a business with that six hundred. Like, i hate that shit <laughs> a business license alone is like $200. They'll be like, you got two $1,200 stimulus checks. That's $2,400. What did you do with that? You could have put that $2,400, bought this much stock. It's worth this much now. Bam. You got this much money. Now you flip that. You And it's like, look, shut the fuck up. First of all, like the reason I, I'm spending this money on food is because I have to stay alive, you dumbass motherfucker. Like it doesn't work like that. And like, I, I'm not I'm not pimping that. But what I will say is that <laughs> if you think of your life, not as a job, like have a career. So everyone has a career. Have a thing that you love to do that you get paid for. That's great. But think of your life as revenue streams and not just you know a job have multiple things that you can do to bring money in well so and Uh, and this was something that you know when i was younger i would be i was frustrated because you know my mother uh, i had a a bit of a non-traditional uh youth um (laughs) we moved a lot my mother had a lot of side gigs uh a lot of side jobs besides you know her working in in the restaurant industry um you know i remember for a while she was making uh tooth fairy pillows i'm a hustler hustler they were they were like these little pillows she would take felt and cut it out in the shape of a tooth and she it was like a stuffed tooth and they had googly eyes they were like a stuffed a a plush felt tooth with googly eyes and then they had like a little either a blue or pink nose you know because the two genders uh and then a little pocket sewn onto the front and you would put your tooth inside the pocket when you went to bed and then the tooth fairy would know how to find your tooth and put the money in there super cute i love that and she sold the shit out of those of Uh, course she did that shit is cute as fuck like i want one right now and i don't even have children yeah (laughs) it was was uh i i'll ask my mom i won't i if they haven't all been destroyed by the various hurricanes <laughs> oh yeah yeah have been. florida is not a nice place for anything <laughs> no <laughs> uh so like i, I think the I, again i'm not trying to like endorse hustle because I, I get it like most people work like mind-numbing 40-hour jobs and it's difficult but i think like if depending upon like your like your lifestyle and like uh what you've been raised to do what your skill set is you may actually be more in the minds and i guess the lifestyle are be more of the type that has like multiple revenue streams as opposed to just a job yeah i just never trust because like you never know when you're gonna lose a job you know Ooh. especially in washington where it's an at-will state or in my case as an independent contractor there's no protections yeah like i have always had like a quote-unquote day job so that that one like you got to put in 40 hours which <laughs> the best part about my i don't job think so i've far, ever worked a job like that 
here's the secret that they don't tell you. So when you first start off in those shitty ass jobs and like the lower like entry levels, you do have to work 40 hours a week and they pay very much attention to how much you work. Yeah. But as you like work your way up and find like get like, so I, I moved out of an entry level into just a you know normal level job where then like uh I may have worked 40 hours for real every week. I actually probably average somewhere more around like 30. There are people who were working like 20 hours a week because it was just, you're, we were, I was at an agency working contracts and it was just however much time you had to spend to finish your contracts and what you were working on, that's what it took. And after you get to a certain point, it doesn't take you long to do your job. Like for what I do now, right. it doesn't take me that long to do my job. And now, uh, and I, I don't want to say this fully on wax, but like I may work like 20 hours a week right now. <laughs> I don't won't tell, tell anyone. And like it's it's I'm and I'm at a, a higher It's because level. you're good at your job. I am, but also because I'm at a higher level, like the the things I'm asked to do, it's it's higher responsibility, but it takes less actual work. Right. It's more like hand holding other people and talking to them and being like, hey, I need you to do your job. I need you to do it by now so that I can finish this by then. It's more that than it is actually like I gotta do the thing and make it and finish it and, and do it by by this time. So like as you like progress through those jobs, it gets you do less and less work but they don't tell you that because like the truth of the matter is the 40 hour work week is based upon the like the whole industrial like the industrialization of america where that's what you need to manufacture things you don't need to actually work 40 hours in a week most people do their job like in 30 hours or less yeah and then spend all the rest of their time doing that especially like after this pandemic i work from home like all the time now and i spent like at first i used to feel bad when i got out from work to go like play with my puppy or go do something like oh let me all i would do really because i i was so used to being in the office when i would get up from my desk and my office to go get water every hour go get water use the restroom come back to my desk and then bang whether i was working or not i could be doing nothing i could be sitting around reading I, and a lot of times i was sitting around reading stuff on the like reading news and then like tweeting about it from my phone a lot of times i was just doing that because i didn't have anything else to do and i got so used to that kind of lifestyle of just doing that for eight hours and well <laughs> six because I, I would i would dip out <laughs> but like doing that for how you know supposedly doing that from like you know eight hours and i got so used to that that when i started working from home i actually was like felt like weird about like just gonna go do shit for like myself yeah so and i've gotten a little bit more acclimated to that now we're now like you know in my work day i will come home i'll work but then like i'll go and run an errand like run up to the store or like go get you know go do something i need to go do and then come back work some more go play with my puppy go do stuff for her and then come back and like work some more and have a bit more like balance about how I live my life. And I think more people are starting to experience that who worked in offices. So like, I don't know how much much longer they're going to be able to pull like the bullshit of like, you got to work 40 hours in a week because all of us realize that we don't really work a full 40 hours in a week, especially once you get to higher levels. Now, I don't manage a large team of people. I bet if I had like a, like times when I've managed like large programs of people where like there's like multiple time zones and there's a lot more like legitimate work to be done that's being split up like evenly amongst the group members. I did actually have have like times when I was like, yo, this week is going to be a fucking 40 hour, 40 hour, 50 hour week, but it would balance out because I'd have other weeks where it was like 10. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just don't think, I don't know. I feel like the 40 hour week is foolish. I would love if we move to, uh, cause it's really just for manufacturing. Like if you right. uh, are, if you're like, if you're like McDonald's or a fast food restaurant, it kind of makes sense for you, but it also kind of doesn't. You actually kind of want them to work less uh, because ultimately uh, uh, you have like having tired and overworked employees kind of ruins you, especially for food service. Yeah. I would want, I would want want like l- lesser shifts for food service still pay them like you know a true le- legitimately living wage right but like small like lower lesser shifts so that they don't have to fucking like be com- like making food even fast food especially at the mcdonald's level does not require a lot of effort work or thought but I mean, it does require a lot of effort. I don't know if you've ever worked in fast food or if you've ever, you ever worked at, like, I worked at a Starbucks drive through window. Starbucks is bullshit. Like, that, I'm talking about, like, McDonald's. Have you ever made a McDonald's burger? You know how they make it? it it's, it's, it's like all, a microwave. It's all microwave. And it's, yeah. all, let, me rephrase, let me rephrase it. I, that's not, that's not right. It Mopping the floor effort. is hard. <laughs> it does require effort. Let me, I was referring spe- spe- specifically to making the food, but you're right. It's a lot of effort to, like, keep a food service. At least you should be putting forth the effort to keep a food service service surface clean and yeah. up to like standard it does take a lot of effort so let me rephrase that it, it takes it doesn't take a lot of uh like skill to make the food but right. a lot of the effort is in the cleanliness the friend like the service and like how how, how high head fuck me how <laughs> 
hygienic the food like the service is i can't talk <laughs> okay uh guess what what we gotta wrap oh my it is yeah we're already deep into the show so many topics we we topic the fuck out <laughs> crushing so it so many topics oh my god we really did crush it like man like if people want to tell you how much you crushed it look at how i crushed that segue oh my god if people <laughs> tell you how much you crushed it um, where can they find you um okay you can find me uh on twitter uh, you can also find me on Instagram at vchatty. Uh, if you want to uh, say something to the show or about the show, you can find the show on Frowntown Pod. Uh, we have a Twitter. We have uh, an Instagram, which I'm bad at. And <laughs> we have a uh, we actually have a Twitch as well. Uh, so we if you want to tune into that and see us talking about stuff, you can follow us there. And, and also give us a review on iTunes. That really helps us a whole lot. Um, we love iTunes reviews, but I only love five star reviews. Don't give me, <laughs> and I I need to, and we need to be clear. Do not give me a four star, three star, two star, one star review. I don't give a fuck about your opinion. <laughs> the only reason to give me a review is because you love this show. Give us five star reviews. The entire point of that is to share us. Do not give us reviews because you don't like us. Fuck you. No one's gonna read your fucking review. No one cares about you. Five star reviews only. God damn it, only. I swear. To God, if you leave a one-star, two-star, three-star, four-star review on this show, I will find a way to leave a fucking one-star review, call you out, and tell you I'm going to kill you in your sleep. I'll do it. I'll do it, motherfucker. <laughs> Is that too far? That's too far. Let me rein it back. Uh, um, so you can find yeah, me on Twitter. Yeah, where, 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 people, where will people find you to have this fight? <laughs> If you want to tell me how much you hate this show, find me on Twitter, <laughs> adjective underscore J, find me on Instagram, same, or find me in the goddamn streets. I'll call the crypt you, You're uh, not in the streets, Jay. You're at in home. The streets. Stay out uh, of the streets. I'm in the streets with masks on. We're, we're still safe. It's true. <laughs> I want you to voice your opinions to my face. Um, <laughs> um, also, you can call the show, which I guess is uh, much more safe than voicing to my face. Our yeah. number is 425-224-7621. That's 425-224. What does 7621 spell? P-O-C-1. Yep. That's right. Because there's you know one. I'm going, I'm going for a different... I'm going for a different... Uh, uh, interpretation. Uh, I am gonna go for. I am the first POC, so I'm I'm the uh, best. So I, I've attained best POC status. It that's was, so uh, great. I'm so happy for you. I'm gonna make you well, a trophy. Don't be too happy. I just had to survive police brutality in 2021. That's it for us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, also F gun. Mm-hmm.